Hi, my name is Lynn McTaggart. Welcome to my podcast, Living the New Science. In these podcasts, I'm covering some extraordinary discoveries by frontier scientists and why this changes everything we think about how our world works and also how we should live our lives. Today, I want to talk a bit about dream forecasting, a fascinating subject, and also what it may mean to our lives. Deep in the rainforests of the Amazon, each member of the Achuar Indians awakens before dawn and assembles together at sunrise to share their dreams. To this tribe and many others, the dream is owned not by the dreamer alone, but collectively by the group. The tribe see dreams as both a problem solver and a forecaster of what is to come for all of them. In dreams, they connect with their ancestors and the rest of the universe. It is their gateway to the field. Similarly, in African tribal traditions, seers use dreams to forecast, to find lost objects, even to solve a crime. As a dream expert called Tony Crisp has noted, most traditions hold dream information as vital guidance. The ancient Greeks, for instance, had special dream temples to help heal the sick. Most traditional cultures believe that through dreams, you enter a state of consciousness that gives you access to special knowledge, past and present, not available to ordinary waking consciousness. Indeed, the Amazonian Indians believe that dreams offer a connection with the collective consciousness, a more authentic state than the separated consciousness of the self while awake. So how important are our most memorable dreams for our future life? Psychologists have assumed that significant dreams are an internal acting out of our dominant emotions or worries at the time, that dreams in effect are only expressing what we already know. But dream research shows that our big dreams, those that affect us for days and weeks after we awaken, may hold a message for the future that can only be understood in the fullness of time. Dream researchers have gathered much evidence that dreams can offer inspiration, contribute to our creativity, offer direction at crossroads in our lives, and even afford us glimpses of the divine. Dream researcher Roger Knutson at Miami University, Oxford in Ohio, refers to significant dreams as ongoing living residents of the dreamer's psychological life. He believes that some dreams continue to affect people because their images are archetypal. Its purpose is to inspire, enrich, and empower, not to be reduced to a single interpretation. It may be that the dream becomes emblematic in our characters, says Knutson, what other researchers have called a root metaphor, truly a message from the field about the central purpose of our lives. Knutson reports on a fellow called Roger Davis, a 48-year-old college professor whose significant dream 
taught him how to write music. Davis, who'd been a rock musician in his teens, attended a classical concert featuring a piano concerto by Beethoven. Davis was so extraordinarily moved that he began composing classical music himself. Then one night, he had a dream about trees blowing tumultuously in the wind, some blowing one way and others another way, all in rhythmic counterpoint. At some point, they then began to line up, swaying together in harmony. The dream used a mix of visual and auditory images, as Roger could hear music in his sleep. The leaves were notes, if you will, said Roger. The trees were made up of notes almost like an LSD trip. I could see it and hear it. And there was counterpoint, like the lines in a Bach fugue that will go different ways. But I realized that as the trees all started to line up and go in the same direction, it was pushing toward this climax. I realized that this was an alignment of forces. And then I woke up and understood that this was how to write a climax. Roger also realized that the dream was a blueprint for the future, for it would take him many years and much hard labor to actually develop the right technique. Nevertheless, the dream had presented him with the raw principle, how to finish a major piece of music. In fact, Davis went on, and this is 17 years later, to write a musical composition whose notation on the page corresponded with the trees he'd seen in his dream, with the notes slowly lining up as he built toward a climax. It was a piece of music that eventually was selected as one of only four worldwide to be recorded for the Vienna Modern Masters Music from Six Continents series. Davis's new compositions also relied upon that same significant dreams blueprint for inspiration. Two students of Knutzen also had dreams that continued to haunt them. One of them, a woman called Anne, dreamed she was home alone and her father returned. Through the fog, there eventually appeared the figure of a woman with fiery red hair and a beautiful figure, wearing a tight black leather Catwoman outfit. She threw Anne's dad out of a window with great force, where he landed in a bloody heap while the Catwoman laughed hysterically. Anne was frightened of the dream initially, but she knew that it was about her troubled home life, as she was the daughter of separated parents and an abusive alcoholic father. Eventually, Anne understood that the dream was not about her mother, but about empowering her to deal with her father and other relationships. For Anne, the dream clearly became over time emblematic of something essential in her character, wrote Knutzen. As she felt herself embodying the fiery power of the woman in black, embodying her confidence and her capability as well, Anne grew increasingly clear both about who she was and what she expected from others. The dream, said Knutzen, would act as a talisman with the power to guide her choice of life partner and to protect her from a wrong choice. Another student, a woman called Beth, 
dreamed that she was traveling in a bus when it tumbled off a bridge. While all the other travelers swam out the windows, she was stuck in the bus, pulled in two directions by someone from either window until she just sank to the bottom. For her, the dream was a revelation, says Knutsen, which she immediately understood as a kind of permission to escape from the constraints of conventional small-town life. She began to understand herself as a survivor, one who could go where others could not, and Beth, too, carried the dream with her emblematically, says Knutsen, touching back on it for this experience of openness as she faced her unique individual destiny. But can Westerners use dreams for problem-solving? A fascinating study by Harvard University researcher Deirdre Barrett suggests that we can. Participants chose a single problem every night for a week and incubated it, that is, asked the question of their unconscious before falling asleep. At the end, the participants rated 36% of their dreams as offering answers to their specific problems. Although independent judges gave a slightly lower success rate, 28%, this proportion was still considered highly significant. In one case, a student had been accepted at a medical school asking for a $500 deposit, which was due before the student would hear back from her top three choices of schools. In her dream, it was winter and she was getting rejections from everywhere. This she interpreted as a clear message that she should pay the $500. As with this student, some dream researchers have shown that when we sleep, we dream in a kind of code which simulates resolution of our problems. Another recent study by psychologists Gregory White and Laurel Tatro at National University in California showed that placing your problems in a dream incubator helps you solve them. In this case, 96 students, all of whom were frequent dreamers, were put into two groups, those using dream incubation by focusing on their 10 most pressing problems either just before bed or just waking up, and those who used a simple relaxation technique just before bed. Over a period of 10 days, the dream incubators reported that their problems had become more solvable or had improved and were less distressing to them, whereas the relaxation group reported no change. The incubators also showed a progressive decline in anxiety and depression. At the end of the study, the incubators were asked how their dream problem-solving helped them. Interestingly, the results, while positive, were rather different from their expectations, suggesting that it was not their conscious minds that had engaged in the problem-solving. The pattern of results supports the contention that it is something about the dream process itself that can lead to problem improvement, concluded White and Tatro. They also believe that the act of attentive repetition, which meant reviewing the problems, helped to achieve results. 
In a sense, sending a problem to your unconscious is a kind of form of visualization. So the first thing, if you want to try this yourself, the first thing you need to do is to keep a dream journal. In the book, Living Your Dreams, author G. Delaney suggests that you keep a record of significant dreams in the following way. When you have a significant dream, it's less important to understand what it means than to understand its importance as a kind of leitmotif for you in the future. The best way to do this is to start keeping a dream journal. Write down your dreams as soon as you wake up with as much detail as you can recall. In your dream journal, star those dreams you are now having that haunt you in your waking moments. Write down what messages, what inspiration they may hold for you. What do they tell you about your character, your relationships, or even your life's purpose? Remember to return to them every so often to see what they're trying to tell you. However, figuring out what your dreams may mean may be far more complex a task than dipping into Freudian theories or consulting a popular book on dream interpretation. The noted parapsychologist and dream investigator Montague Ullman devised a simple method of dream sharing that can be used in a group setting. The process enables you to relate the images that appear in your dreams to your past and present. Ullman's approach, although originally developed for group psychotherapy, can be used by any group so long as several basic principles are respected, allowing members to feel safe sharing many private feelings. Ullman has found with his dream group that the process Uh, often yields far better results than when individuals wrestle with meaning on their own. So here's some of the ways to do it. Open your group session, and this can be a power of eight group, by the way, with someone volunteering to share a dream. The facts of the dream should be recounted simply, with no attempt at interpretation. All the dreamer should share is whether the characters in the dream are real people and their relationship to him or her. It also helps to set the date of the dream. With the dreamer's permission, the members of the group should take over the dream. They begin to discuss any feelings of their own associated with the dream and also the metaphorical meaning behind the main imagery in the dream. The dreamer should simply listen and is free to accept or dismiss any possible interpretations. This opening strategy, which on the face of it seems quite random, is in fact very powerful, writes Ullman. After going public with the dream, there is the reassurance that others are taking the dream seriously, are applying it to their own lives, and are coming up with meaningful connections to it out of their own experience. The dreamer is then asked to report his own views about the meaning of the dream and also the group's interpretation. He's free to share at whatever level feels comfortable. If the dreamer wishes to continue, the group asks him a series of questions 
designed to uncover any unresolved emotional issues that may have triggered the dream. These questions mainly explore the dreamer's emotional state at the point he had the dream. For instance, can you recall what feelings your day left you with? Can you recall what thoughts or feelings you had on falling asleep? Did anything else happen in the recent period before the dream that left you with any particular tensions or feelings? The dreamer is free to simply pour over these questions. He may decide how much he wishes to share with the group, but as time goes on, most usually find they can profit from the group's help. Next, one or more members of the group plays back the dream to the dreamer, scene by scene. At the end of the description of each scene, the dreamer may discuss anything else he wishes about the imagery in light of all the information relayed through the group. The act of having someone else recount your dream tends to make it more palpable and usually helps you rest meaning more easily than pouring over it privately, says Ullman. Finally, if the playback doesn't offer the complete meaning to the dreamer, he should then invite the group to connect information the dreamer has provided about his emotional circumstances to some of the main images in the dream, or even take a stab at the dream's entire meaning. It should always be couched in tentative language, since the interpretation could be a projection of that individual's own feelings about the dreamer's circumstances. The dreamer is free to accept or reject the interpretation. Finally, before the next group meeting, the dreamer can analyze his dream again privately. Sometimes, outside the pressures of the group, the dreamer could make some hitherto invisible connections. At the next group meeting, he can share them. Now, here are a few ideas for what some of the group members should do. Develop the art of listening. And all of these are from Ullman's program on dream sharing. When a dreamer is talking, listen not only to all the details, but also the way in which it is said, the emotion behind the words, and possibly even what is implied or not said as well. Make sure to listen with an open heart without judging what's important or rushing to determine the dream's meaning. Develop the art of questioning. Don't ask questions that push the dreamer in a particular direction or beyond where he has indicated he's willing to go. Listen carefully to his answers and gently tease out more information. For instance, says Ullman, if an elderly woman appears in the dream and the dreamer hasn't offered an interpretation, ask him or her, do any thoughts come to mind as to why an elderly woman appeared in your dream? The dreamer might reply, oh yes, my mother called me last night. Now ask gentle questions that would attempt to discover the feelings associated with the call, such as, can you go back to that telephone call and say anything more about the feelings you were left with? So try this in a group or just try keeping a dream journal. And if you have any amazing revelations, 
be sure to share them with me on my Facebook page or other social media. And for Facebook, that's Lynn McTaggart 2011. And incidentally, you can actually meet me in person if you're anywhere near London on February 21st to 23rd, where I'm going to be at our own Get Well show, which is an exciting exhibition of the leading lights in all kinds of alternative medicine. If you have any kind of chronic illness, whether it's mild or very serious, we have therapists of every variety who are going to be presenting there at stands, and they'll be providing all kinds of information and guidance um, for such issues as mental illness, um, musculoskeletal problems, gut illness, um, autoimmune and allergies, and many other chronic illnesses, whether mild or serious. Now, I'm going to be one of the 51 slots of speakers and demonstrations that are going to be featured at this show, too. And I'll be talking about the power of the group, the power of group intention, the power of eight, which I have found in my research and studies and practice um, for more than 10 years has helped thousands of people heal from all kinds of intractable illnesses. So I'll be speaking about that and what I've learned. What are the conditions? Why does it work? What are some examples of what what has happened? And you'll have an opportunity to feel this for yourself. So come along, meet me, find out all about the best and latest in alternative medicine, the therapists who are making a difference, and come find out more and experience the power of eight. For more information or to book your place, just go to getwell.solutions forward slash show and you'll find out all the information you need. This is Lynn McTaggart helping you to live the new science. Keep listening and I'll continue to give you information and tips each time about how to incorporate this new information into your life.